What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks, the soccer betting podcast. Nick, Scotty, Coach Steve back with you. Awesome episode for you guys today. We got some Champions League reactions as the second week of matches has just finished. We're going to hit you with buy or sell, break down the best games of this weekend, and of course, our locks of the week. No losing week since the start of Serie A, uh, even though last week we had a lot of cancellations on the card. Pulled out another winning week. How are you guys feeling? We're surviving through adversity, so you got to give us some credit there at the very Queen least. Queen can't stop us. No, she can't. <laughs> yeah, tough when you only have three. Three uh, Would we have a five, six picks on the board, I five, think? We five got on the board. Five, three, and two keeps the winning week going, so I'll, I'll take it. Oh, I was no. undefeated. I did my part. Didn't lose a single bet this weekend. That's facts. Yeah, you sat down sitting pretty over there, just watching matches. Must be nice. Yeah, it was nice. I got to enjoy it as a fan for once. No sweat. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into the Champions League. Another crazy week. No consistency week to week. This, uh, from everything I've seen, guys, it's not just us. People have been struggling to make sense of these teams. Uh, wh- where should we start? Uh, I mean, do we start with the marquee matchup of the week, Bayern and Barcelona? Yeah, I think that's where you got to start. Uh, Bayern continuing their dominance over Barcelona into Europe. Uh, a lot of people making claims that maybe Lewandowski got paid off to to throw that match. I mean, Nick, I know you were screaming at the top of your lungs that he he couldn't get a shot on target to save his life. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where I was just first instinct, Lewandowski on the take. He had three chances where he had the ball in the middle of the box by himself, did not register a single shot on target that first half. Um, I, I feel like, you know, the score is misleading. Barca could have been up three, nothing very easily. And then Bayern just outlasted them. Yeah. I mean, it's it, kind of how I, I expected it to go. I didn't want to go out on a limb and make any, any crazy uh, wagers on this one, just because there was a lot of stakes involved and you never really can tell sometimes with these matches, but we talked about it. Bayern's scoring form has been second to none, you know, playing at home to a team that they've had, uh, we'll say that they've had Barcelona's number over the last few years to say the least. So not too surprising a result. I think it puts Bayern obviously in the driver's seat to win their group, but you know, I don't think it's devastating for Barcelona. And it certainly, I wouldn't even say it's embarrassing. It wasn't like they were shown up like some of these other top tier teams that we'll, we'll talk to uh, talk about in a little bit. For sure. Um, Let's go to the upset. What I think is the upset of the round. And that is Porto getting absolutely smoked by club Bruges. And I'll say, you know, Scotty and I, um, Generally speaking, maybe got this wrong, but we also did get it right. We recorded about the Champions League. Um, you know, listen, Bruges, happy to be there was was yeah. our initial thought. Didn't think they'd even come into this round and get a win. Um, but after that that first round, you know, they looked decent and attack. Uh, we mentioned this week that it would not be out of the realm of possibility for them to get a goal or two. I think they were minus 130 to score one goal. Um they did that in spades. I mean, is it say more about Club Rouge or say more about Porto? Uh, I mean, two things. We, we've talked about staying away from Portuguese teams in, in Europe, and Thanks. there's a lot of reasons why. Um, I think you got to give your give credit to Club Rouge, right? They're top of the table right now. They've won both their matches, um, you know, between Leverkusen and, and Madrid. You figure Madrid will probably be the better of those two, but Bruges has every chance of at least making it out of the group stage after you and I basically wrote them off in, in the very beginning. No doubt about it, Coach. Do you see that result coming at all? No, I mean, I didn't get to watch much of these matches at all because of work. But when, as I saw that score coming in and texting you guys in the group, I could not believe that Porto got hammered in Portugal like that. I mean, Porto is usually tough in the Champions League. I've said it uh, a couple episodes ago. I've seen them play Roma 
Uh, you've seen them play Lazio, I think, in the Europa League last yep. year, the year before. They're, they're usually a tough out in Europe, and to lose 3 nothing to a team like Bruges, who's not from one of the big five, is very surprising. Wasn't it four? Was it four? Did it end up being four? Four. So even more surprising. Uh, upset of the round, to say the least. Um, and then, Scotty, we had your squad, Liverpool, huge bounce back. Yeah. Take bounce us through back. that one. Yeah, it's when they needed it. I mean, midfield's getting getting right. You know, Thiago making his, his uh, big comeback. So um, looking sharper, looking a little bit more, uh, I guess, structured going forward. Like they have a little bit more of a game plan um, other than just hoping Salah can make something happen down the wing. Uh, so I, I mean, good. It's, it gets them back on track in the champions league. I mean, obviously we have them in our, our parlay to uh, win the group. So they still have their work cut out for them with Napoli Napoli, you know, they took care of business today against Rangers um, was pretty close to the first half. And then Rangers picked up the red card. Um, James Sands, our, our American friend, uh, got sent off. So that pretty much was all she wrote for Rangers. Um, but you know, I, they're going to have to, Napoli have to play Liverpool again at some point. Um, Ajax are going to be tough, uh, for, for Napoli. I think those are going to be the next two matches for Napoli, whereas Liverpool will have Rangers the next two. So yeah. every chance well, for, for Liverpool to kind of get back into the league going into the last two matches of the round. And then one thing know, I'll, I'll say about this group, I think coach called it from jump. Uh, there's just goals in this group. I, I think every game has gone over three goals uh, that's been played so far. I definitely expect that to continue. So um, something we'll be keeping an eye on going forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think Rangers, I was just going to say good story having a back in champions league after all the financial stuff they went through a few years yeah. ago, but I think they're in over their heads. I think we've seen that now. Um, For sure. And Liverpool's getting healthy, like Scotty said. So I think they're still favorites to win the group at this point. Um, I'd like to see if Napoli can do it again. Even to go to Anfield and get a draw, I think would be an impressive result if Liverpool get themselves right. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. It might um, be all that uh, they need, too, just the draw at that point. So Yeah, if they get the draw at that point, then it, then it becomes probably tough for Liverpool. But Ajax, again, is that wild card, too. They played with Liverpool for just about 90 minutes yesterday. Yeah. All right. So coach, let's, let's go to you. I know you didn't necessarily see the game, but it's a question that has to be asked. Are Tottenham frauds? I mean, I think the the biggest thing here is that as much as I love Conte and he's a great league manager in terms of, you know, the domestic league champions league is not his forte. Right. I mean, I sent you guys a stat today that who scored put out there. Conte has almost lost as many times as he's won in the Champions League. 12 losses, 13 wins between Juve, Inter, and now Spurs. And I guess Chelsea, too, at one point. Um, just 36% winning percentage in the competition. So his style works well in the league, I think. Just kind of defend, wait out teams, get, score on the counter. But it's not working in the Champions League. I think that's the, the biggest takeaway here. Scotty, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I don't remember them threatening the goal once in 95 minutes. No, it was it was very much a, a sport. Definitely the second half was pretty much all sporting. I think Tottenham were in it a little bit more in the first half. I think Kane had a, a rough day, uh, to say the least. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but he did not look like his his usual form that he's been in this season. You know, he's been back to his goal scoring form for the league for, for most of the season so far. But yesterday, I don't think he really had a, a decent attempt on net. Um, you know, even in the first match, again, they didn't really look great against Marseille, you know, the red cards uh, against Marseille helped him out. And then Richarlison had his, his brace, but you know, son Kulisevsky and, and Kane were the three guys that got them into champions league last season. And so far they put up duds in, in the champions league group stage uh, this, so far this season. Yeah. And while we're on that group, I have a bone to pick with Leverkusen because oh. they killed me all season early on. I was, I was high on them in the Bundesliga, at least for goals, not even getting results, just getting goals and they were not producing at all. 
Here they are yesterday. I take Marseille money line at home, and they were a pretty decent number, minus 10, minus 115. They've been really good in France so far, and Leverkusen decided to show up. So just have Marseille, it ain't so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, you know where Leverkusen goes. I mean, Scott, tell them. Tell them where they belong right now. Uh, they should be going to Europa, probably. The bandwagon is where I was going. Are you putting them on the bandwagon? Well, for I coach, anyway. Coach is about 0-4 betting this team. I pick like the, the three matches they've lost this year. <laughs> there you have it. Um, yeah, last thing I want to say before we move on to buy or sell, guys. Juventus is an absolute disaster. They are an embarrassment. It's coming off the heels of a, a terrible game uh, in the league this past weekend. They go into a uh, what had to had to be considered a winnable match today. I think they scored in the third minute. And, uh, you know, Juve, Juve fans and Juve haters alike will say there's nothing worse than Allegri trying to defend a lead for 85 minutes. Um, and that's pretty much what we saw. I don't think they fucking sniffed the goal after they scored and deservedly lost two to one. I don't have a good thing to say about this team. What do you guys make of yeah, it was definitely one-way traffic uh, after they scored. Um, and, and you could tell at least one goal was coming, uh, and it didn't take too much longer for Benfica to get the second. Juve now sitting virtually at the bottom of their group with uh, Maccabi Haifa, um, although they do have the goal differential, but haven't won a game yet, don't have a point. Benfica and PSG both six points clear. So, you know, Juve, if they want to advance out of the group stage, they're going to have to really get back on it because, you know, you can't really spot a team six points uh, and, and try to, you know, close that in four weeks without getting, you know, basically three wins in minimum uh, out of the last yeah, four no, games. Yeah, no, I think they need 10 points to get out of the, the group at this point. Yeah. yeah, I think losing at home to Benfica, it's not even like they were in Portugal, right? They were at home at the mm-hmm. Allianz, up up a goal. That's a, that's a bad loss. Uh, that's a very bad loss for them. I mean, now you're six points off the top. Benfica's going to be tough on the road. Still have to play PSG again. There's no guarantee you're going to even get a draw to that match, right? So even if you get the six points off Maccabi, I, I don't see where they get enough points in those other matches the way they're currently playing to 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 get nine points even or or more. So very tough road back for them. Like you said, Allegri, I mean, all over Juventus Twitter now. I think I think they're about done with him. The the issue they're having is I think he's under contract till 2025 for nine mil a season. So you're eating that money if you fire him. Yeah. It, at this point, and, listen, you, yeah. you'd rather not have – if you got to pay him anyway, he's doing the team more harm than good. But who do you who do you appoint? Uh, you know, right. you who do you bring in? Another retread? You're not, you're not giving somebody else a chance. So who's it going to be? Yeah. And I have to say the common theme in all of this, guys, Portuguese teams unpredictable in Europe. Well, right? two things. The two, the two, the two teams, the two Portuguese teams that nobody expected to win, one this week, and then the one team that – we thought, hey, they they have a home game against a you know non top five uh, or top five league side gets smacked four zero. So well, thing two, bet- never ever ever bet on Juventus. Juventus is yeah. the original band from the bet slip team, so they let's not forget right, that yeah. now. Yeah, that, that think, advice think, couldn't be better. And I think before we go on, Nick, I think we also got to just shout out Salzburg uh, playing Chelsea in Chelsea's first match with Graham Potter. Gave up the 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 lead in like the I think it was like the fiftieth minute or so, but came right back. Uh, it's Noah Okafor, the guy that we called out in both exactly. of our pods, the pod uh, that came out on Tuesday and in our uh, pre uh, group stage pod, scored another goal. It's the second goal so far in the group stage. Guy's on fire. I think he's uh, he's gonna be due for a move to a, a big team sometime in, in the next year or so. 
and, and make sure you guys follow, listen on Twitter, subscribe. We're, we're putting out uh, Champions League episodes every time there's a match week. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, let's move on to buy or sell, guys. We've got a pretty stacked weekend. Uh, some of the games in England are canceled, but most of them are, excuse me, postponed, but uh, most are going off. Do want to start off in Italy because I think there's something to talk about here that, you know, we've, we've been on this kind of from last year. We're hot on the trail. Bologna, their new manager, Bounce. Um, are you guys buying or selling Bologna to bounce back, to make a difference in the league this year, finish somewhere middle of the table? Um, this is where I want to start with it. Kicks and Picks has single-handedly revived Arnautovic's career. That dude has been on fire since we, and mostly me, I'll hand up, trashed him last year. Uh, he is leading the league in goals currently. He is plus 1,200 right now to end the season as the top goal scorer. Are you buying or selling Arnautovic? Selling, because according to Live Score, he's out until mid-October with a thigh injury. So <laughs> I Damn. think that'll, that'll kill this plus 1,200 <laughs> right there. Uh, coach just ruined that whole segment of buy or sell. I mean, I could, um, we could have just scrapped that from the episode, but <laughs> nah. thanks, Coach. Where, where were I you? Think, but um, even Bologna, new manager bounce, I'm going to sell this week. And I'm not saying they won't beat Empoli, but just over the next few weeks, if, if they're without Arnautovic, I don't see where the goals come from because I think he scored – has he scored all of their goals this Until season? Until last week. Until they won Until the last game week. last week. Yeah. So they won two to one. Uh, I think it was their first win or – until that game, he yep, scored first every win. goal. Yeah. So they are favorites this weekend. Plus and he scored one of those two in that match. So of course he did. Um, yeah. Plus one ten favorites against Empoli. Empoli's plus two thirty. Are you buying Bologna's chances, Scott? Uh, I'll I'll buy anybody's chances against Empoli unless they're Roma. Although Roma nearly escaped them last weekend. Um, Easy so over. I'll, I'll buy it. I mean, they looked okay against Fiorentina. I know they went down early, um, but they came back. That, was, again, was with Arnautovic. So if Arnautovic is out, then maybe I'll reconsider. But, uh, you know, it's, I don't think Empoli is exactly stiff competition for them. So I, I, I'll, I don't mind saying I'll buy Bologna's chances against them this weekend. All right. I so, keep an eye on the under. I don't know what the over-under number is right there, but wow. Empoli, uh, prior to the 2-1 loss to Roma on uh, Monday, four straight draws that uh, pretty sure all went under. Under two so, and a half is minus one hundred five. Yeah, so it looks like they're, you know, pretty close to even money. I, I would, that's something I would keep an eye on, just because I don't know where Bologna's goals are coming from, and Empoli's played pretty tough defense for the most part. All right, well, we we got a, a crazy week. Uh, it's actually three matchups that feature the top six teams currently in the standing. So I want to go through them one by one. Udinese at Inter kickoff. You guys buying or selling Udinese's chances? Plus 270 on the money line. Inter minus 120. Udinese plus 185. Draw no bet. Over two and a half goals. Minus 155. What are you buying? What are you selling? Coach. Tough on the over-under. I can see that one going either way. Udinese has been very tough on the big teams. Just ask Roma with that 4-0 win in Friuli. This one is at the, the San Siro, which gives, I think, Inter the slight edge. So I wouldn't go any more than draw no bet. I would definitely would not go money line with Udinese. Even the draw no bet, I think, is risky on the road. But um, I could see them pulling the result out. But I don't know if I would stake money on uh, on them, even at plus 185. I think it's, it's a tough, tough ask of them. 
but Inter is coming off the midweek, so maybe there's a little fatigue. But other than that, I, I think Inter at home. Inter is desperate for a win right now, right? I mean, they they've been they've been dropping points left and right in the league, so I think they need the win and at home. Tough to tough to bet against them. I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I don't know if I'd stake money on it. Can I get a a maybe too early analysis on how my dud of the season prediction Lukaku has been doing for for Inter so far? And you can't even eyes. tell you the last time he played a match. So so very. So uh, is he injured? Yeah, he's supposed to come back for Roma on the the first of October. Is what they're saying after wow. the international break. I don't know if it's a real injury or a a fake injury, but I'm gonna go ahead and say my dud of the season preview is looking okay. Um, I'm not gonna buy Unese right now. I mean, we 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 had them as our lock of the week last right. weekend, and we, we rolled them to a win. Squeezed that one out barely. Um, so I feel like buying them at this point may just be uh, overstaying my welcome. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with the coach. I think Inter's going to be desperate for a bounce back win here, but it's, it's tough to trust them. Um, you, you so, might just have to, to, to go with a total. I, I, I I'll reverse the question roll. though. The Inter at minus 120, dynamite number for Inter. Are we buying that? Are we, are we buying them on the money line? I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah, believe I, I don't know if I would buy no it. No faith in this game. I no. don't, yeah, that's. I mean, I we I stayed away from this entirely in, in my loss. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, this one, I, I think it's tough because if you are going to buy somebody, it, it makes sense to buy Unese. If you weren't riding with us with Unese last weekend, I would not blame you at all for taking him this weekend. But the way that we squeaked that win out, I, I just can't go back to the well. Uh, you know what though? Time. I've I've I'm like four and zero on games involving them on this podcast this year. So I, I can't. Not to say I'm taking them this week, but they've been good to me. I think they're. They're pretty predictable. They score goals. They generate a lot of chances. I do have a bet involving them later. I will save that. But I'm selling inter-scoring goals. Where, the, where are their goals coming from? You mentioned Lukaku. He's not playing. Lutaro hasn't looked good. jecko has been actually probably their yeah, most consistent nice the biggest week. threat. But yeah. are you banking on him game after game? I, 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 don't, I don't know uh, what that his means age, for this twice, game. Twice but... in a week. Twice in a week's a lot on a player his age. I mean, he's old enough to be recording this podcast. Let's just, let's make that clear. Yeah. Again, I don't mind anybody taking Udinese Drano bet here. I personally cannot, because I know that if I try to go back to that well a second time, it's going to lose and bite me. So no doubt. All right. Let, let's move on to a more familiar team for coach. We got Roma Atalanta. Uh, Roma actually pretty sizable favorites here. Are you buying your boys coach plus 110 on the money line? Atalanta plus 215. Plus 135, draw no bet. Over two and a half goals is minus 125. You boys have another two-goal performance in them? I, I do buy them money line. Um, Zaniolo's back. Uh, expected to start tomorrow against Helsinki. Get some minutes under his legs and probably be ready for this one. That'll add a, another dimension to the Roma tactic, which they've, they've sorely missed because trying to break out and play on the counter, they've missed his pace and his, his strength um, on the dribble. And... The reason I'm going to buy this, and I know it was last season, but Mourinho figured Gasparini out last season. Roma hammered them 3-1 in Bergamo. Only goal they gave up was an own goal. And then held them to a 1-0 win at the Olympico the second time around. Atalanta's coming off a draw. The only advantage Atalanta has here, in my opinion, is that they're going to be a bit fresher because they're not playing uh, any European fixtures. But I do... uh, I'm going to have faith unless Roma goes out and lays an egg against Helsinki, which I don't expect. I, I'm going to buy it. And it. the over-under I'm not touching because of the way those two matches played out last season. I got to say, I mean, again, not to be that guy, but I can't 
everything tells me I would go Atalanta draw no bet, but because they are my original hashtag Sari B team, I don't feel good about putting money on them. But, you know, when you're looking at, I mean, there's second place right now in the, in the league, they've have the best defense only allowed three goals so far in their, their six matches. And we just talked about, you know, Juve and, and, and Inter struggling to score goals. They both have more goals than Roma this season. So I, I know, if, if form continues, you know, I don't, you don't, you don't see Roma scoring, you know, those two goals, like you mentioned, Nick, maybe they get one, but uh, to me, Atalanta draw no bet would probably be the safest play here, especially at plus 135. So I'm going to throw uh, something out there and you guys tell me if you agree or not. Atalanta kind of had their slip up game last week. They drew Cremonese one, one. Um, it was that good or bad for Atalanta that they got that out of the way. What, like what, do you think that benefited them or would it have been better if they come in off of the heels of a three, nothing win or something like that? I mean, it's tough doing that at home. Um, so, it, you, you know, that that's usually more demoralizing than an, an away slip up. You know, when you have to slip up away, you can kind of, you know, give kudos Just to the, the, to the us, atmosphere right? yeah. or the, the travel or whatever, but doing it at home, it's tough. Um, and frankly, their home performance last season was why I, I gave them the hashtag Serie B moniker. So um, it, it's, it's, you know, the only way to get over that is, is a big bounce back game and, and what better way to do it against a team like Roma, you know, on the road. So um, I guess that's, that's probably where I, I would ride with that. All right. I'll, I'll go to the last big matchup here. Milan hosting Napoli Milan slight favorites plus plus one fifteen on the money line, Napoli plus two fifteen. Napoli plus one thirty. draw no bet over two and a half is minus one fifteen. What are you guys buying? What are you selling from this group? Another Again, tough one. Yeah. Another tough one. Again, it, it's it, to repeat myself. Cause I know Nick, you're looking for answers here. And I've not left these say, all man, off my locks. These are the three, not only are they the three biggest matches, they're clearly the three hardest games to handicap. So and it is because again, the, the, what this screams to me is again, I'd take Napoli draw no bet, but they're missing, you know, Osimhen, which is a huge piece. So that kind of throws that into a disarray a little bit. I don't, you know, I, I, we have Milan advancing out of their group. So we are a little bit of believers in Milan this season, but from what I've seen from them, their attack, although looks better in midweek this week, has kind of been all over the place. So yep. uh, Napoli scores goals. Uh, they scored three without Osimhen this week. Uh, so they're going to get on the score sheet. It's it's going to be up to Milan to be able to put it together again. Um, I haven't seen them string together consistent performances where they look, you know, like they're capable of scoring two, three goals every match. Yeah, as much as I wanted to pick the over in this match, because I, I, you know, I see the way Napoli scoring goals. Um, you know, Milan should be able to find at least a goal. You'd think. I looked back at the last three matchups between these between these two sides, and they were all one nothing, one way or another, which makes it hard to you know stake something on over two and a half, even though it's a good number. There's probably a reason it's a good number at minus uh, one fifteen because of the way the last few matches have played out. If I had to pick a winner. Um, I think Milan playing at home gives them a, a slight edge, but you know, Napoli has been scoring goals, even without Osimhen, they've been scoring goals. Simeone gives them a, a more legit second striker threat in, in his stead with him injured. Um, I would almost look for maybe a both teams to score. Even if the last few have been one, nothing, I can see a one, one here. It's a tough, tough match to, to really handicap because the way things have been going, the Osimhen injury, Napoli's still scoring, but are they going to score on a defense like Milan versus a defense like Rangers, who's not a top five side, you know? So it's 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 a tough one to really uh, pinpoint how this match plays out. So 
I'm going to buy the Napoli hype here. I think of, of the three games we just talked about, I, I would feel most comfortable Napoli draw no bet plus 130 of any of those bets. Um, I think they're the only team that's taken care of teams worse than them and, and done it pretty convincingly. And that's both domestically and in the Champions League. Um, and, you know, they, they have the track record. They've beaten Liverpool. They've beaten Lazio, decent opponents. Um, and I, I think Milan's defense is kind of all over the place. Uh, they've given up some suspect goals so far this year. I, I, I'm buying Napoli's chances as much as anybody, and that, that would be my pick of the six. Yeah, I get I, I wouldn't fault you for it. It just makes me nervous because, like you said, I mean, it's not – or like coach said, it, it, they're not playing a, a team like Rangers without Oceanman. They're, they're playing a team that's a little bit more. Aspidori goals, I think two in a row. Um, I think Simeone's looked pretty decent. Um, uh, we'll see. I mean, let's see. Th- to me, uh, I'll get into it a little more. One of these is my locks of the week, but I, I do like Napoli. I'm buying Napoli's chances at a good result here. And to me, a good result is a draw or win getting away from home. Yeah, getting something. Yeah, that, I that, think that, if that's Napoli – I think if Napoli's going to prove they're a legit Scudetto contender, I think a result here is a, is almost a must. And if they get a win, then it's really a legit I'm claim. Gonna, I'm going to flip that around. I think it's the same thing for Milan. You have to beat Napoli's in first place right now, but they don't have their you know best player arguably available. If you want to be a Scudetto contender, you have to beat Napoli at this point in the season with them missing you know, OC men from their roster. At home too. At home. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Let's move to England. We, we talked a little bit about them. I'm going to ask a question about Tottenham. Are we buying or selling Conte's training regiment? The players after that dismal performance have been called in on their day off. They had to do training. Um, are we buying a bounce back against a very trash Leicester City? Tottenham minus 210 on the money line. Massive favorite. Buying or selling a bounce back. I mean, I think for Conte's sake, the, they should be able to take care of business against Leicester. Um, you know, I think Leicester have been waiting for the the right moment to be able to move on from Rodgers. Uh, with the international break coming up soon, I think a, a, a sound beating from Tottenham would, would probably do the job there. I think it would serve well for both clubs. Obviously, Tottenham kind of two difficult results back to back here, um, looking for, you know, something to kind of get the momentum back in their favor. So I I, I will buy it because I think it's a necessity for both teams. Almost, I, I think if if Rogers somehow gets a result here against Tottenham, then it, it kind of puts Leicester in an awkward position where they kind of have to keep on to him or keep a hold of him through the the international break, which is not really the ideal thing to do. You know, you want to take that time, especially in a busy uh, season like this, to to bring your manager in and, and let him kind of you know get settled with the squad. Yeah, I'm buying the bounce back. I I, I can't see them losing to this Leicester side. Leicester's been very poor. I mean, even minus 210 is even a little lower than I would have expected just based on how bad Leicester's been. You almost expect that to be 250 or more, I think. Yeah, Leicester's um, plus 550. Yeah, and this is at Spurs, correct? Yep, uh, you, home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so home match, um, I'm buying it. You know, it's not going to pay out well, but I can't see them losing to this Leicester side. All right. I think we're in agreement. Uh, nothing, nothing for me to add there. I'm buying Tottenham to bounce back. I, I don't know if it's super convincingly or not, but they absolutely have to get a result here. Uh, Leicester plus 550. If you're feeling really good about them, I can't see it. All right. Well, guys, let's, let's, let's stay hot for the listeners. Let's move on to the hat trick of picks, the locks of the week. 
Scotty, kick us off, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, continuing the theme of the episode, <laughs> it's a tough week to cap. Uh, there, there's not a lot of, you know, lines that jump out at me. Um, it was kind of tough kind of going through totals, going through spread. Um, so I, I kind of went with the opposite. You know, I, I was looking at things that made me question myself. Uh, and so my first pick uh, is Aston Villa. One and a half team total goals over that uh, versus Southampton. It's minus one Oh five. Wow. That stinks to me. That, that, that makes no sense. Aston Villa have scored more than one goal, only once all league season play. Uh, and that was against Everton. So not exactly a formidable opponent. And then you look across, you know, the, the, the sideline there to, to Southampton, they've done that twice or, or three times this season where they scored two plus goals. Um, and for them to get team total over one and a half, that line sits at plus two eighty. So this to me screams books trying to get you, to take that under because it's good value for a team that has pretty much hit the under on a regular basis. Uh, we know that Bassonville has been struggling mightily. Uh, Jared has been on the hot seat. Uh, yes, they're home, but you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just a weird line from the books here. So I, I'm looking at it and I'm saying it doesn't make sense and I'm just going to take it because that's the only thing that I can Great reason you know, to love it. rationally explain otherwise. Let's ride. Coach, what do you got? Lock one. So I'm trying to keep it simple this week. There was a lot of money line in Serie A that's paying at a, a decent rate. One of them is Torino at home uh, against Sassuolo on the money line, minus 125. I just feel like for a Torino side that has played well, I think they're sitting in, in fifth or sixth. I'll double check that right now. But um, I think it's too good to pass up. They're actually ninth, but they're on 10 points, uh, which is a pretty good number for them after six rounds. Four points off top. Yeah, four points off the top when you when you think about it. Uh, Sassuolo only six points so far. They had they're still without Berardi. They're still without Defrel. They're still without Traore. So it's really up to Pinamonti up front, the youngster, to, to carry the, the the goal scoring. Unless you get guys like Fratesi chipping in from the midfield like he did last week. I just think Torino plays good enough defense under Juric that minus one twenty five at home they could probably win this match one nothing two one something like that. And I, I think it's a, a good number for them. Yep, Sassuolo not the same team. I think we've seen yeah. that week after week. So far I'm from it. Team. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go back to England. First lock, I'm going with Arsenal. Team total over one and a half. It is minus 140 at Brentford. Arsenal, top of the table. They're getting goal contributions from several players. I expect that trend to continue. Jesus hasn't even gotten hot yet, so don't let that happen this game. And Brentford only has one clean sheet the entire year. You guys may remember it. We talked about it a lot. That was the 4 nothing thrashing of a trash Manchester United. So I expect goals in this one. Arsenal's getting at least two of them, minus 140. Yeah, I think if Arsenal are going to get a result there, they'll probably need two because Brentford have also been pretty consistent on getting on the score sheet. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um. Switching gears over to my second lock, uh, I'm going back to an old favorite of mine and Nick's, and that's the total corners bet. Love. Uh, Everton Love at West Ham, over 10 and a half corners is plus 100. Everton have hit over 10 and a half corners in five of their six league matches already this season. At home specifically, which is where they will be playing at Goodison, they're averaging 14.67 corners per match, which is an insane number. Uh, West Ham, on their on their own are averaging almost 10 and a half corners uh on, on the road so I, I like there to be a lot of corners in this match i think it's just a, a way of it's based off of the way that everton plays they like to you know stack defenders in the box 
take no chances, just clear it out. They don't try to play out from the back very often. Corners are plenty over 10 and a half. If this doesn't hit, it's an absolute letdown, I would say. All right. I'm going now. I know it's going to sound counterintuitive. So I'm going to say that from the, the onset. My next one is Juve Moneyline minus 130 at Monza. I know Juve is coming off a very bad loss at home to Benfica. They actually got whistled off the pitch. Whistling in Italy is equivalent to booze here in the, the States. Um, but I think that will be a wake-up call for them in, in a way. And Monza has been very poor. Uh, and that's why I'm going with this. Do I expect Juve to look great? No, I just feel like this is one of those matches where Juve is good enough to get by against a poor team nick out a one nothing win or something maybe get a second goal late Monza just hasn't been very good and that's why i'm going to go juve at minus 130 i feel like it's too good of a number to pass up yeah that's not a pick for juve it is a pick against monza in, in so a way yes. i will allow yeah. it so yeah typically we would say no coach you're nuts Juve's on the bandwagon um yeah. however you will never ever 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 again see this number for Juventus against a team in the relegation zone. Yeah. Never. Like a team you can, that you can uh, bet hasn't won a match your yet. Entire yeah. life, you'll never see this number again. So for that reason alone, you have to take it. I'm just a little worried that it, it's a rat line. I mean, yeah. uh, what's going to – I don't know. I don't see how, but I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Here, here's Monza's schedule so far. They lost 2-1 at home to Torino, who's a pretty decent side. They got hammered by Napoli away 4-0. Lost Udinese 2-1. Lost the Roma away 3-0. Uh, lost Atalanta 2-0 at home, and then he finally played a team on their level, so to speak. Lecce 1-1 this past week. Um, so they've had, they've had obviously, the toughest schedule of any side. That yeah, right there I mean, listen, there's matches. no way Monza comes into this game yeah. and scores two goals. Like, I don't think right. any of us are saying that, but do, yeah. does, I don't know. Like, what? it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, so you, it, so you yeah, have to take it. Right. What I was pointing out is they, they've played three big sides and two sides that are playing well, and they haven't done anything against them. Right. Yeah. I'll ask you guys this question. Is there a result here that could potentially get Allegri fired after the match? Uh, if he doesn't win this game, yeah. no, I think even a draw to me. Yeah. If you can't fucking beat Monza after the whooping you took yeah. today, see you later, bro. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, we've talked about Allegri so many times, but you see the way Vlaovic is, you know, most of his goals he scored this year off of free kicks because he's, he's been hitting some lovely free kicks. I can tell you from the Roma match that he did the following week against somebody. They, they don't utilize him well. You you know, they, they need to be scoring more goals than they have, even with Kiez out. It's just dinosaur football, really, and it's uh it's bad. I mean, if he doesn't, yeah, I think definitely a loss gets him canned, I think. I don't see how it doesn't. A draw would have to be yeah, – um, would definitely have him walk on an eggshells into the international break. Okay. Maybe a Allegri out, Pochettino in then. Dude, could be. Deserved, if so. Um, you know, Sky, I should have went right after you because I, too, am back on the corner bandwagon. And I, too, am going to come with hard-hitting analysis like you did. Uh, We're going to go to one of the featured matches, Udinese against Inter. I'm going over nine and a half corners. It's a little steep at minus 140. But these are two of the top three scoring teams in the league. And every single one of Udinese's home games has gone over nine and a half corners. Four out of six of their total matches. You guys know very well about Inter. We've been saying it since last year. They are a corner fucking machine. And, um, you know, you guys kind of mentioned it in the buy or sell that you thought that, hey, you know, this could be a game with a lot of chances, maybe not a lot of goals. Well, that screams corners to me. I think this one's just going to be a marathon. Wouldn't be shocked to have five or six total by half over nine and a half. This is the week that corners are back. 
Yeah, and, and, for, I, and every time Charles has been on, sorry, Scott, he's just mentioned Inter as a corner team all the time. Corner machine. Yeah, and for the people who who maybe have just started listening to us in this season or or yeah, sorry, I shouldn't season, have assumed. The way that you bet this is you just take the over total corners in the first half of any match that we take because what always happens is we get 90 percent of the way there in the first half and then we get zero corners in the second half that's so true the biggest lock that you could take is the over i think for my match it's four and a half in the first half for next match it'll probably be maybe four yeah guaranteed lock in the first half there you have it all right uh i'll close things out my third and final lock for this weekend i'm going to italy so you know i'm desperate because i typically stay in the premier league <laughs> i'm taking the under two and a half goals torino versus sassuolo torino has yet to score more than one goal in a single match against a team that's not in the relegation zone which are Cremonese, Cremonese and monza they scored two against so i do not like their scoring prowess in this one um both matches against these teams last season went under uh, Sassuolo right now has Berardi still out. They've just yeah. managed four goals on the season. Two of those coming from Fratesi, who I've, I think he's not healthy, but also he's not a goal scorer, but he's also, I, I, I don't know if he's playing. I've seen mixed reports on whether or not he has a rib injury. So we'll yeah. keep an eye on that. Um, and for what it's re- worth, Torino unbeaten in 11 of their last 12. So Torino has yet to score more than one goal against a non-relegation side and yet unbeaten in their 11 of the last 12. Is either a one-one or a one-nothing. Lost the best defender in the league and still haven't missed a beat. I, I think it speaks a lot about Juric's system. He did the same thing at Hellas a couple seasons ago, where they sold Kambula to Roma, they sold Romani to Napoli, and they didn't really get much worse defensively after that. So I think his system says a lot. So I can't think of the guy's name right now, but when I've watched him, they got this dude that's I think he's playing right back. He is a friggin' monster, and he he's just been covering like the entire defense like a blanket. So um, they've really been pretty impressive from a defensive standpoint. I like this pick a lot. Yeah, and I mentioned it too in my money line pick. I just don't see where the goals come for from Sassuolo with the way Torino plays defense. I could easily see this being like one of those one nothing, two nothing type matches unless Sassuolo finds one and maybe get a two one. But did you guys ever think after last year we would be taking unders in Sassuolo games? No. It's no. a, a quick 180 for Sassuolo. And I'll do you one better. I don't think I ever took them to lose a game before this year, before we, before maybe even last week, but they've just fallen from grace. And so, just to put things in perspective, Torino's coming off a match that they lost to Inter 1-0 in the 89th minute on a Brozovic goal. They held yes. Inter to three shots on target. They outshot them 7-3 on target, uh, blocked six shots, and, and Inter had seven off target. So Inter got a bunch of shots, but not many on target. And that comes down to good defending, I think. And if you listen to the, the back three they played in that match, Ricardo Rodriguez, uh, Bongiorno, and uh, I, I think it's pronounced Kofi Gigi, D-J-I, D-J-I. Um, guys you probably never heard of besides Rodriguez, who is not by any means right. a defensive stalwart, yeah. you know? And the crazy thing, I don't know if I mentioned it, the line right now on as we record on Wednesday night is, is plus 105 for the under. So you're getting you know, extra value there for, for whatever yeah, reason. Better than, better than even. I like it. All right. I'm going to close it out. Um, going back to another featured match, Milan Napoli of, of all the games we talked about. I think this is, this is the one for goals over two and a half. It is at a very, very, very affordable minus one fifteen. I'm actually shocked. The number is that low. Um, you know, we, we said it all before, right? Matchup of two of the Scudetto favorites. I think both teams will be going for a win. Um, one thing I do want to point out, player props to score anytime ripe in this game. 
Giroux is plus 140. He has the shortest odds. Everyone else is plus 230 or higher. Um, so obviously we don't know who's going to be starting yet, but wait for those lineups to come out and you can get a hell of a number on some of these guys who are going to be moving that ball. KK 77. Plus yeah. 270, I believe. And my last money line pick, Nick, I'm going with your boys, Lazio, uh, going to Cremonese minus 140 again. You know, I'm not a huge Lazio fan, obviously. Why not? I just feel like, yeah, obvious reasons. But, I mean, they're prone to their occasional dud as well. But I just think Cremonese hasn't played well enough to justify Lazio only being minus 140, even though it's a road match yeah. with the way Lazio crazy, crazy goals. Numbers this week. Yeah. So that means they'll all, they'll, all, they'll all lose probably, right? Because the numbers are so good. But I just don't see how you don't take that pick. Well, I will say, I think if we went 0-10, we'd still be winning on the season. So True. It's all well, good. Don't, don't put that into the universe, though, because no, I don't want to go do for this weekend. Don't like do I it. said, nothing shows how desperate we are than me taking Serie A and coach taking a Lazio money line pick. I mean, that's where, yeah, no, it was tough that's board where things stand week. for this weekend. Tough, <laughs> tough board this week. But that being said, we do have a pod lock of the week. As always, we are two and one on the season. Scotty, come on, just bring it home. The no doubt winner. Yeah. Who's it going to be? The no doubt winner. We're going with Arsenal at Brentford, uh, minus 130. I think. The key here for us in making this decision uh, is that Arsenal's Europa match has been postponed. So they don't, they aren't playing uh, midweek like they potentially could have been. I think that would have been a tough journey for them going, uh, you know, playing a Europa League match against whomever and then uh, traveling to Brentford. But hopefully, fresh legs. Obviously, we're off last weekend. Uh, it should reinvigorate their offense. Obviously, Nick has the team total over one and a half. So yes. maybe a nice 3 0 win puts uh, Kicks Picks Pod on the uh, in the green or to, to start the weekend. Absolutely. I love it. And it's the same thing I will say that I've said about some of these other games that I think you guys know the way we think, or if you're new to the podcast, this will give you a huge window into how we think you have a top of the table team at minus 130. You take that number. I'm taking that all day long. You live with the result. They don't get the result. You say, oh shit, I got Arsenal at minus 130. Yeah. It's what I said about Juve and, and Monza. Same exact number. It's what coach. It's why coach has Lazio on the money line. You just you can't pass up numbers like that. And I think Arsenal gets the job done here. I'm expecting a nice, convincing two, three, four, nothing victory here. Yeah, and they kind of bounce is... back after uh, after their loss to United uh, two weeks ago. So absolutely, got to get back. I was going to throw winning. in. I'm sorry. I was just going to throw in real quick. I think this is one of those weeks you could even take a couple of those money lines that you like on favorites and parlay them as a little separate bet. And you can get pretty good odds on it too. Like if you're parlaying a couple minus one twenties, minus one thirties, uh, we will hit. Let's hit them with a pod parlay. Let's let's get let's go back to the lab. Let's cut the record, and we will hit All you right. with the pod parlay on Twitter. It's going to feature a lot of shots on target props. I'll tell you that. Sure right is. Now. <laughs> it's all right. We're going to nail it. Shit, guys! Awesome fucking episode again. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. Like we said, the boys stay hot. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. If you like the episode, if you're having fun. Share it with your friends, share it with your mom, share it with your husband, doesn't matter. Um, Follow us for the Champions League analysis. We're hitting up two episodes a week currently. Thanks again. Let's make some money this weekend.